Remember your wisdom, your thoughts, your DNA, who you are is because many came before you, our ancestors. So let's remember our ancestors daily. Ashe, Ashe, you stand on some amazing shoulders, some awesome shoulders. And we continue forward in truth and in strength, knowing that the grand creator continues to allow us to fulfill our ancestors' dreams. One love and stay blessed. Astrology to all of this. Greetings, greetings, greetings. I'm Queen Bee Divine. Um, and then I'm going to call your power back. Greetings, greetings, greetings. I'm Queen Bee Divine. And welcome to the Curious Conversation. Conversation change. How are you doing? Conversation is definitely a healing tool. And the more we talk, the more we feel freer and confident in our own selves. I talk about all things astrology. I mean, the sky, astrology, sun, plants, we're all interconnected. And even though the ologies are man-based, the fact that the stars and the moon, the air and the element our creator base and these are the tools that we use to really hone in on the experience the human experience as a spiritual being one of the experiences that most of us like to shy away from is death death is a tough thing to listen to, to, to feel I myself experience death on different levels the astrology is about that especially going into sun in aquarius we're coming to the end of the astrology cycle meaning a spiritual energy is in the dark waiting to come out into the light but death must occur that is what the winter seasons the seasons are about the bloom then the harvest and then the death Death doesn't necessarily have to be sad. It could be a good thing because where there's death, there's life. And where there's life, there's hope. During the sun in Aquarius, the polarizing sign is Leo. And Leo is the sun and the heart. The heart of the body, the solar system, the sun, the main um, energy source for all. But when that dies, what do we do? We must rebuild. Death is, is, is for me, um, I overstand it. I understand that life for life, that's just what I think a basic karma state is. Life for life. A life is given, a life is taken. This is how the earth truly works. For every apple tree that is that grows a plethora of apples. All those apples are not eaten. Some of them just go back into the soil to replenish for the new growth to come. Aquarius is an air sign. It is also a water sign. 
And when the heart, which is the, the polarizing sign of Aquarius, needs nourishment, Aquarius is there to give it the air and the water the heart needs spiritually and physically. But sometimes the heart just is not strong enough to make it. Many animals are going to leave us. I don't know if you have a dog, a pet, um, a cat, any type of animal. They are spiritual partners on our journey. They take a lot for us. In my Jamaican culture, as well as the Ghanaian, the Ghanaian culture, the belief is that animals, plants, are taking a spiritual hit for us. We are life. And animals come in not to only protect us physically, but they come to protect us emotionally. My dog died three days ago, and I was blessed enough to bring it back to life. And for three days, my husband and I got to say our goodbyes. That is when I learned that spirit knows when it's time to go. Animals, oh, they try to just please us so much, don't they? They hang on for the best time so they can make sure they leave you in good hands. Animals, at least my animal, was that specific spiritual gift for me. I never saw him coming. As much as I'm a healer and a seer, and I've seen a lot of things, I never saw my dog coming. But he was here as a trusted, loyal friend to make sure my spiritual journey, my husband's spiritual journey, was right on key. I chose to allow my dog and I to have our moments together. I did not give him a vet shot. I stayed there and I watched the life leave him. For he watched my life grow. So I did the same. It is the most heart-wrenching thing to see someone leave this space. Even though they're so, so ready to stay with you. There is a movie called Open Range. And in this movie it says, there's a dog in there. <laughs> Great little dog. And one of the characters says, he's got the heart, but just... share some dog stories, some stories that I've met, animals that I've met that I know have helped me on my spiritual guide. So I hope you um, uh, please sit back and enjoy. You know, the first dog I met was called, um, uh, my, uh, my, I grew up in a Jamaican family and my mom had a dog, a black dog. Oof. And I always saw it very, 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 I remember being it once in my life as a child, just once. And I can't even remember. And I think she was beating it to get off the porch because it was peeing. <laughs> In Jamaica. And that was my first experience with animals. And that uh, that dog taught me that um, you better get out of my mama's way. She'll whoop your ass. <laughs> um, 
One of the dogs that I've met was when I went into my group home. I, I left, I ran away from my childhood home at about 11, lived on the streets of Toronto, Canada for a while. But I, I was very blessed to find people who allowed me to stay with them. And once I stayed with them, I was then moved off into the Catholic Children's Aid. In my very first group home, I remember I walked into a house with a black lab. Oh my God, I have never been really about around dogs. And this black lab was loud and beautiful. And it was my experience of really seeing how, I'm gonna say it, how white people lived. At least that's from my perspective. Um, I had, I've only was inundated with black people when I was a little girl, up until 11, until I ran away and got into group homes. And it became very white because there were not a lot of black people adopting or running group homes at the time. And when I walked in there, this was a whole white family. Very, they were in love with the Grateful Dead. Anyways, and around dinner time, when the dinner was over, they would put the plates on the floor and the dog would come by and clean it out. And I was like, what? I never had this experience in my own house. Anyways, you know what they say, when in Rome, (laughs) I don't remember that black dog's name, but I can remember what it taught me. That dog taught me that when in Rome, don't be ashamed to just, fine, follow. Do what the dog does, just follow leads. What a sweet little puppy. One of the other dogs I've met in my life was when I was blessed to go to Belize, Belize, Belize. I had a vision. I followed the vision and I ended up in Belize. Of all of all places, San Pedro, a little island. Um, and this little dog was called Cocaine. Uh, you can only imagine why they called it Cocaine. Anyways, we found it. And as we were walking, because we decided we were pretty much homeless down there. We were just traveling, backpacking and... This dog took a kinship to us. We were really, really, really hungry. And um, people would give us food, bags maybe, if they saw us. And, and one day someone gave us a can of pork and beans and some other nonsense in the bag. Very blessed. Very blessed to have it. Anyways, this dog, Cocaine, was following us. It was a, hmm, what was it? A, um, it was a, a bull, a bulldog, a, not a bulldog, a Rottweiler-looking kind of dog, gray. And um, he followed us everywhere. We couldn't get rid of him. Anyways, we had felt like we had an obligation to feed this dog, but we were hungry. We didn't know what to eat. And we're like, well, these people did give us a can of pork and beans. Well, we opened that can and we were like, well, maybe. We were not pork eaters. Not by any means. And, but you know, when you eat, when you're hungry, you gotta eat. So we opened this and we, you know, decided to give the dog some. That dog looked at that can of pork and beans and went, are you kidding me? I ain't eating no. that shit. <laughs> Basically, he, sh- he led us to a bunch of fishermen who were um, local fishermen. And we asked for some sardines and we fished and we ended up having red snapper. I mean, it was pretty freaking tasty. And so co- cocaine did enjoy. What did I learn from that dog? Don't settle for bullshit. If you're hungry, fight for what you want. He's got the heart, but just not the legs. I say that same quote to many of us who are in this space right now, including animals. We may have the heart and the passion to be here, 
but our spiritual body is just, just cannot go any further. Perhaps it's just your time. Perhaps it's time to make that big transition. Perhaps those who are leaving this beautiful, beautiful landscape know that exactly that who they walked with is now ready and strong enough to move forward into the divine light. Sure, I'm going to miss my dog. I cried horribly. Ooh, wee. <laughs> you never know how much you miss somebody until they leave your space. And I realized how much spiritual work my dog was doing for me, for us. The next day as he passed, the one thing that I could hear was the river. The river is so loud outside our window. You always have to look outside to see if it's raining. That's how loud the river is. You're like, is it raining? No, it's just a river in the background going by. That was one of my peaceful moments because I know that that's what my dog heard as he transferred into the next one. Pluto, death and rebirth. That is what it's all about. The death is that some will not make it into the next cycle. But the rebirth is that the lessons they left with us, we will be born into a beautiful, new, best version of who we are. That's the promise. I know it. Life for life. I hope we are not wasting those, those precious gifts, those precious lessons that our animals, our, our friends, our families who have moved on, who have left us here. I hope we're not wasting them due to anger and frustration. Lessons are lessons, no matter who they come from. Whether they come from your dog or your parent, your grandpa, your sister, an aunt. The lessons are yours. And someone sacrificed their life so make sure you could learn it. That's something I really had to really hang on to. I am so grateful that this dog came for me, to me, with me. I spent 15 years with this dog, 24-7. I mean, I did go to the store. I did go out. But for 15 years, it was just him and I. And I never like dogs. I know, how strange. You see, I don't think I like that part of my spiritual journey. And that's what my dog represented. The part of the, the freeness, trusting your intuition, being completely owned by the energies of the world, following it, being, being completely your own spirit. That was my dog. And that was his lesson. And to many of you who have lost family, friends, best friends, know that they leave a treasure behind for you. That is the promise of Pluto. That if you go deep into the dark, you find your heart and there is your lessons. Be brave. It's going to hurt. Fuck, it's going to hurt. I can tell you the first morning I woke up and realized my dog, my bed, his bed wasn't there anymore. I then have to remind myself that he came for a spiritual, uh, he was a spiritual guide. And when he was in my space, my spirit was always with him, even though I was physically doing something. But now that he's passed, my spirit must amalgamate with me. It must find comfort within me. It must find 
conversation, the cure within me. That's what my dog taught me. It starts with me. He was just here to help to make sure I ascended to that space. So remember, Pluto is a very deep, rich, underworld planet. Energy, symbolism. And those who are taken through that energy will walk through the underworld with light, with love. Perhaps getting all that gooey crap that doesn't belong there. The stuff that has been stopping us from transforming. The stuff that has been keeping us from rising from the dark into the light. Perhaps that is why our spiritual guides, most of them will be going. Most people will have to leave because the next part of the journey is something so remarkable. Mm. <laughs> so, um, every day, I will remember the, the, the valuable lessons my dog taught me and how hard it is to look death in the face and allow people to leave the way they choose to leave. I've gained so much strength in watching my dog pass on. I spoke to him and told him he was the greatest and the best friend that anybody could ever have. And with that, he looked up towards our wedding picture, took a very, very powerful gaze, let out a primal roar, and his heart stopped. Take your lessons. Remember your ancestors. Remember that they have done things so you could be here, so you can have the wisdom to survive here. And not only survive, but surpass all the bullshit. Get ready. It's coming. What you say? <laughs> you think Pluto came here transforming just for nothing? Fuck, it's going to be big, brothers and sisters. So hang on to yourself. Hang on to the lessons. Be, be brave and confident going into the future. And know that everything you need is here. And those who wanted to make sure you have it are very proud that you've learned it. Let's take Pluto by the horns and let's ride it till the motherfucking wheels come off. Thanks, Martin Lawrence. Pluto, <laughs> you ready? One love, I'm Queen Divine. Don't forget to check out um, my site and get a one-to-one so I can help. Um, a one-to-one. What is a one-to-one? <laughs> As I was about to sign off. A one-to-one is an astrology insight support to help you um, with wellness techniques, mental health tools. And this report that I give you will pull out all the astrology insights and tools so you can move in the physical world as a competent individual. And that's what a one-to-one has done and will do. I was been blessed to help many others with a one-to-one report. A report that highlights your astrology, transits, who you are, your power, your PowerPoints, what you need to look for, your elements, and so much more. So go ahead and sign up for a one-to-one. I'm Queen Be Divine. And remember, you do not have to be afraid of the dark. Just let your light shine. One love. astrology to all of this. Greetings, greetings, greetings. I'm Queen Bee Divine. Um, and what I'm going to call your power back. 